More like radio, less like crap. Only alcohol can make life bearable. You must drink, always drink. I blame this all on Kevin, DMU. Has anyone ever known a good person named Kevin? We, we hung out with, with Kevin from Alcohol by Volume. He only says like three words. He, he's like really shy. He really talked to me. Towards the end of the night when he was drinking more, man, he, he was he was right there with us talking a mile a minute. Alcohol by Volume? Oh, I'm actually kind of drunk. Alcohol by Volume, awesome show. You really want to get drunk? <laughs> Listen to that show, because by hour two, he's blitzed. I bet. Oh, it's awesome. Because it's a beer show. Kevin, some stupid kid. Weird thing. Polish last name. Yeah. Where's your dedication there, Kevin? Your own show or someone else's? Alcohol my volume. Alcohol my volume. I no, shove don't. alcohol in my butthole. That's not it? It's nothing to do with butthole. I mean, can you even get drunk anymore? It's kind of like a drinking a vitamin right? So you're blaming the drunkard. Yes, I'm blaming the MLR drunkard, Kevin. Hello, bartender. I have thought it over, and far from being a fat pig, you are very nice. And I would like another drink. Take a barf, drunkie! Hey everybody, welcome to ABB. Tuesday, uh, April, right? April 28th, 2015. Welcome to the show, episode number 107. Uh, let me turn on Skype there, show that I'm online. Uh, if you want to Skype in, alcohol by volume, or the phone number 862-3457-125, that's 862-ALCOHOL. Now, I don't see him in the chat, but he's probably around somewhere. And Roy Black on Crack is probably worried because I have not checked in a beer on Untapped uh, before the show. Typically, I do that. Well, um, there's a reason. Um, and it's not that I'm out of beer. I'm not fucking crazy. No, I've been fucking sick for the past couple days. Um, children are germ factories and all that. And then current living situation with the in-laws. We just all pass it around to each other. It's wonderful. So, yeah, now I get sick every couple of months and it's fucking annoying so i'm trying to knock it out of me with uh bacon vodka screwdrivers uh i think it's working i've already downed one of them uh and i'm on to my second it, i had a couple last night it seemed to help it also um made me really really crave rice krispies treats and i don't know why that is so perhaps unintended side effect um, oh, and Sherry in the chat says, tune in for Dutch and Royce tonight for epic photos from MLR Live 3 in Florida, which uh, occurred this past weekend. Uh, so let's see, purchases. Um, not a whole lot, because again, I've you know kind of been sick. Um, and that's 10 p.m. for the uh, East Coast people. Dutch and Royce. You guys should know this by now. Um, purchases, I got Weyerbacher Tart Nouveau Session Sour, Sierra Nevada Nooner Pilsner. I got a pint of Wells Banana Bread beer because I just had a craving for it. A uh, couple more bottles of Stone Chai Spiced IRS to Cellar because I really, really loved that odd year variety. But the piece de resistance was something I was able to get courtesy of a purchase raffle at one of my local bottle shops. They were getting in a single case of Firestone Walker Parabola 2015. Single case is six bottles total. And they were holding a raffle to pick who could purchase the bottles. Now I was thinking, okay, you know, what the fuck? They, they, they held the raffle last Friday. 
Uh, they announced it, I think, uh, last Wednesday. So Thursday on my way home from work, I decided to swing by there, you know, throw my name in for the raffle. I, I didn't think I was going to luck out, but I figured, why the hell not? And I think that was actually when I bought the uh, Tart Nouveau, too, <laughs> and the uh, two Chai Spice IRS. But uh, amazingly, I lucked out, so I was able to get one. So there will be a review coming in the future for that. Uh, that one, that one's a, a heavy, I think it's a 13 or 14% ABV. Thankfully, I got that, um, I don't even remember what the fuck it was called, but it was that combination bottle opener, bottle sealer thing. Um, so I'm not going to have to drink my growl or growlers, uh, not going to have to drink my bombers all at once. Finally. And I'll actually be able to kind of portion it out without losing the carbonation. That's one that I'm probably going to want to have at least two or three sittings of. Um, but not anytime soon because I want to actually be able to enjoy it while not being sick. Um, I actually finally saw that Occulto beer, that blue agave infused blended with beer aged on tequila barrel staves from uh, Anheuser-Busch. I haven't been able to bring myself to pull the trigger yet. I'm curious if any listeners have tried it and what you thought of it. Um, I mean, if I saw it and build a six-pack selection, yeah, I'd pick one up, but I don't want to chance an entire six-pack on that. Um, of course, as would probably be expected, the score on Beer Advocate is poor. It's a 65, but I suppose it could be lower. It, it, it's labeled as a fruit vegetable beer, 6% ABV. Um... Let me go for one of the one of the bad bad reviews, and then let me go for one of the higher reviews. Uh, from Tour Dot, he says it tastes like bad tequila cut with pool water and a hint of lime. Split a bottle three ways out of curiosity's sake, and half of my four ounces went down the drain. Okay. Um, this one was um, and he rated it one point three three out of five, so that kind of gives you an idea. He was he was a negative fifty point nine percent off the uh, deviation. This guy is 69% plus up on the deviation. 4.58 out of 5. Wing Racer 53, he says, Look, I hardly know anything about beer compared to everyone else on here. However, I know a good tasting beer when I drink one. Highly carbonated, yes. It's a very re refreshing beer. And being a fan of dark beers, I was skeptical. But I do think I have a new summer favorite. I can't wait after a long, hard day of work to have an occulto. Just my opinion, guys. I like a review like that because that's a guy that's not trying to be pretentious, not trying to overanalyze it and shit like that. He's just saying, you know what? I liked it. It tasted good to me. It's a good summer beer. And then kind of a, a middle-of-the-road review from Bandy, 3.35 out of 5. Um, she said, beer was okay. Good for summer. So I think maybe, maybe when I'm just completely stuck on trying to pick out something to buy from the store, uh, maybe I'll pick up a six-pack of it. Uh, maybe, you know, pawn some off to my father-in-law, see if he'll want to, eh, I don't know, if he'll be adventurous enough to try that, but who knows. But I'm curious if anybody else has tried that. Let me know on Twitter. Let me know on Facebook. Uh, I, I I do trust your opinions on this, um, but I do want to try it just for shits and, shits and giggles, basically. Ugh. Jeez, vodka's going right through me already. So on to the press clippings where I can um, screw up more enunciation and the like. Uh, New Belgium is expanding their distribution to Pennsylvania. This is out of brewbound.com. New Belgium Brewing is pushing farther east. The Colorado-based brewery today, and this was uh, 
well, not today. This was April 21st, so not today. Last week announced it would expand distribution to Pennsylvania, signing agreements with a mixed group of Anheuser-Busch and Miller Coors wholesalers alike. Pennsylvania has been on the horizon for a while now. We're thrilled to secure our distributing partners and hit the ground running this fall. New Belgium Brewing's East Coast Division Sales Director Rich Rush said in a press statement. Um, the company is slated to hit uh, to open the market in PA on August 31st, 2015. Ah, five days after my birthday. Uh, and all the all the distributors are either Miller Coors or Anheuser-Busch. So people are probably going to, you know, claim, oh, you're selling out, distributing through that. Sometimes you got to make that deal with the devil to get your beer out there. Uh, the foray into Pennsylvania marks the first time New Belgium has announced a significant distribution expansion since last August when it said it would expand into Kentucky, a market the company finally opened on March 2nd. Pennsylvania will be New Belgium's 39th state of distribution. New Belgium plans to sell beer in all 50 states by 2018. So I, that that helps me out a bit because um, I I can at least go into PA and get New Belgium since I don't have it here in Jersey, uh, and hopefully they will have like you know some kind of twelve packs or something so I don't have to necessarily buy a full case. Although I I get the feeling New Belgium is the type that would do um, some decent variety packs too, so I wouldn't necessarily mind buying a case of a variety pack. Um. Oh, let's see. Uh, guest 289281 is now known as we underscore still driving. Oh, I bet that's Western Echo underscore, underscore still driving. Still coming up from Florida? Jesus Christ, dude. Was that why you beep beeped me on Waze earlier today? Uh, let's see. Another one from Brewbound. Boston Beer acquires New York Apple Orchard. Yes, they acquired an apple orchard. Uh, Boston Beer Company, which produces and markets the Angry Orchard line of hard ciders today, again, this was last week, officially announced it acquired a 60-acre orchard located in upstate Montgomery, New York. The company also plans to build a small innovation cidery and tap room, a space that will be used primarily for experimentation and consumer education. Damn, if it wasn't in fucking upstate New York, I'd be all over that, but that is still a bit of a drive. I might as well just fucking go to Boston. Uh, from a cider maker's perspective, we're excited to have an orchard where we can plant different apple varieties and get some of the traditional cider apples growing against a David Sipes Angry Orchard Cider Maker. And a big part of this project is having a place where people can come taste and come taste, not come, comma, taste, come taste and learn about cider. Um, let's see. Boston Beer anticipates producing small scale limited release ciders on site experimenting with different apple varieties and yeast strains, blending and fermentation techniques, as well as barrel aging. I don't know. I can't remember if I've had a barrel-aged cider yet, but I get the feeling that would be very, very delicious. Uh, official taproom opening anticipated for late fall, according to Sipes, will depend on the company's ability to press and ferment apples currently being grown on the orchard. I think that's actually a pretty cool thing there. Um, again, I have I have no reason to get into upstate New York, but for those that are more local to that area, that that is a probably going to be a cool little cool little trip to check out that stuff. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Dennis wants to rendezvous at a rest area. Oh, that sounds kind of dirty, dude. That's probably what he meant too. Uh, from the Citizen Times, Deschutes, 
looks to Asheville, North Carolina to expand east. I like all these expansion stories because beers that I can't get here, there's a better chance of me getting them. Uh, another major craft brewery looking at a lo uh, lo large operation in the Asheville area, which is among several sites in contention. Representatives from the Deschutes Brewery in Bend, Oregon, the sixth largest craft brewery in the country, visited Asheville in December and plan a second trip in late May, according to company president Michael Lalonde, who spoke highly of the mountain region. Uh, the quality of life is great out there, Lalonde said. We loved all the breweries that are in and around Asheville. We went on a number of tours and met some great people. The restaurant scene is pretty incredible as well. Very attractive to us. See, now now I want to start looking for jobs in Asheville to get the fuck out of Jersey. Uh, particularly to get the fuck out of my job. So Asheville may be another destination for me because I'm going to go where the beer is because I am very short-sighted in that respect. Uh, Deschutes distributes in 28 states, but it's looking for a brewery and distribution center that would allow it to expand to the southeast and east coast. And that makes me happy because chances are then they will be able to distribute to Jersey. And I will finally get to taste some of that sweet, sweet Deschutes. Um, we're looking at a number of locations in a number of states, looking in North Carolina. We've looked in Virginia, looked in Tennessee, as well as South Carolina. Brewery also looked at sites in the Greenville and Charleston, South Carolina areas. The company was impressed with Greenville. Uh, da, 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 and they just kind of go into the uh, history of Deschutes in the article and talking about, um, talking about, um, Bend, Oregon and stuff like that. The survey on the site, uh, would you be happy to see Deschutes build an Asheville brewery? An overwhelming yes, 90.17%, 743 people. And then 81 douchebags said no with 9.83%. Fuck those 81 people. They, pr they probably don't want beer in their backyard, even though it's already there. Um, oh, Dennis says uh, that stout he had last night was fucking amazing. Yeah, Dennis... Dennis um, posted on the um, ABV Facebook group a uh, beer menu from somewhere that he was at, and they had a lot of Sweetwater beers. And the one he had, it was an it was an Imperial Milk Stout, I believe. Um, that sounded delicious, and he said it was fucking amazing. I don't think we get Sweetwater here in Jersey, if I remember correctly. Um in fact, let me see here. Miscellaneous. Da, da, da. Going through my bookmarks here. I know I have. There we go. Seeker, Seeker Brew distribution map. If, if you are not familiar with um, this particular site, seekabrew.com, it has a fantastic distribution map. So you can kind of figure out what distributes where. Uh, they have a pretty, pretty comprehensive list. Uh, let's see. Sweet. Okay, Sweetwater. Let's see. Wow, yeah. Eh, they're close, but they distribute to Ohio, Kentucky, Virginia, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Alabama, Louisiana, and Florida. So, yeah, very close. Uh, you know, they're basically got... I, I have Maryland and Pennsylvania between me and some sweet, sweet, sweet water. But Dennis was uh, lucky enough to, to check that out. Um... Oh, see, Mitch is still trying to get me to come to fucking Minnesota, you queer. And, dude, if it wasn't for the fact that I'm trying to get away from winter 
instead of moving further into it, Minnesota would be on my list of destinations. But I want to get away from the snow. I, I am fucking tired of it. I grew up in Michigan. These past couple winters in New Jersey have just pissed me off beyond belief. I don't... After... I'm hoping to be out of Jersey by the end of 2016. I don't ever want to see snow again after that. Never, ever, ever. I'm even gonna... Well, Sherry says... New Jersey had a worse winter than they did in Minnesota this year. So, I think she's trying to sell me on Minnesota that way. But still, oh, I don't want to see snow anymore. I'm so fucking tired of it. I'm so done with snow. Oh. You know, if I was if I was really witty, I would just... Well, if I was really witty, I would have had this... Uh, actually, no, if I, if I had a co-host, I probably would have had this up already but uh I'll just do it in the background because god damn this was just an awful song okay yeah M- Mitch says Mitch says to move to Orlando Royce and Marie's place is like 1200 it's really nice uh rental That's mean, Sherry. Nah, it, believe me, we're 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 definitely thinking Florida. Uh, Florida, very limited snow, if any. Um, North Carolina, sometimes snow, but definitely not the Jersey level. Uh, so, my my top two candidates right now are New Jersey, er, not New Jersey, North Carolina and Florida. So. I think Florida is a front runner because that's where my wife's family will eventually, or her parents will eventually be moving, and she has other family down there. So, why am I playing this? I fucking hate snow. I fucking hate snow. Oof. I had I had an ex. Actually, I think I think it might have been my first girlfriend ever that tortured me with this goddamn song, and I'm like getting PTSD from this. Oof. No more of that. Christ. Um. Uh, let me get back on to the next article here. Uh, from Cincinnati.com. Red sticker warnings appearing on beer packs in... I don't know what NKY... Oh, um... NKY? North... North Kentucky? Northern Kentucky. So, wait, why... Why would we be talking... Why is Cincinnati.com covering Kentucky? I don't know. If you're out to grab some beer in Boone County in the next couple of months, you might see a red sticker on the package warning that it's illegal to purchase alcohol for minors. Yeah, because we all fucking forgot about that. We all fucking forgot about when we were under 21 and we had to try and bribe people to buy booze for us. Hey, that's something you easily forget about, right? The Boone County Alliance, a drug prevention coalition. Boy, they sound like a fun bunch of Peoples. I was going to say a fun bunch of guys, but it's probably a fun bunch of gals. Uh, sorry, Sherry. Uh, is sticking the decals on multi-packs of beer with retailers' approval during prom and graduation season from now through June. So, in other words, nobody is getting laid in Boone County after prom. It's part of a national campaign called Sticker Shock. 
It serves primarily as a reminder to adults that cannot be buying liquor or beer for a minor, said Bonnie Hedrick, coordinator of the Northern Kentucky Agency for Substance Abuse Policy, or NKYASAP. N-K-Y-A-S-A-P. Jesus Christ. Fuck you people. Just, ugh. Northern Kentucky Health Department announced the Boone County's Alliance effort Boone County Alliance's effort Friday, and Hedrick said other counties' prevention groups, including Kenton and Campbell, also take part in the pre-graduation campaign. The coalition members go into the stores and ask to sticker the cases, Hedrick said. Most businesses are supportive of this. See me, I would be like, get the fuck out of here. I don't trust you. Who the fuck are you? I don't want you putting stickers on my product. How do I know you're not, you're not, you know, putting frickin' RF tags in these and tracking shit and I don't know that just came to mind for some reason uh, stickers have already been placed at 15 Boone County stores and are expected to be placed at another 60 by the product projects and the health department noted locations include local grocery convenience and liquor stores the 2014 Kentucky incentives for prevention survey uh, what do they call that kips <laughs> um Released in February showed 19% of high school seniors who responded had consumed more than five alcoholic beverages on one occasion in the 30 days prior to taking the survey. Wow. Only 19%? And they're worried about this? 19? God damn. I mean, when I was a senior in high school, well, when I was a senior in high school, I was, uh, I, I was, I was, I was a hoodlum. I was a hoodlum. I was going out having sex with the 19-year-old. I was I was drinking. I was smoking weed. Um, I was I don't know. I, I I wasn't experimenting with homosexuality, but I had not completely ruled it out at that point. That is a stunning revelation for only a half an hour into the show, which means the vodka is doing its work, and I'm feeling better. Um, I don't know. It, there are no comments on this article, sadly, because I would love, love, love to see the comments on this one. But I, going stereotypically, this might just be par for the course for Kentucky. You know, a whole Bible Belt kind of thing going on there. Nineteen uh, percent saying they consume more than five alcoholic beverages on one occasion in the thirty days prior to taking the survey. I don't think that is a very significant amount. I mean, I w- I would think that a significant amount to worry about might be, I don't know, 70% and up. It's probably a more realistic count, but let them do shit with their stickers and remind adults, don't buy the booze for the youngins. Let them make their moonshine at home. Stereotypical, perhaps? Accurate? Probably. Yeah, see, Mitch says I turned out just fine. Wait, I think that was sarcasm. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not dead. I'm 35, married with two kids. My liver is, as far as I can tell, okay. I'm I'm not on heroin. Uh, I'm not a criminal burning down, you know, CVS buildings and stuff like that. So I, I'd say, comparatively speaking, I turned out okay. Uh, this was a big one that I came across this past week. The... Um, the reaction article came from April 20th. The original article was April 16th. If you follow beer people on Twitter, you may be familiar with Ashley Routson, known as the Beer Wench. 
she wrote an article on Thrillist, and I know a lot of people hate Thrillist for clickbaity headlines and stuff like that. But I think this was actually a decent article using humor to get a genuine point across. And it is entitled, Six Dirty Lies Men Spread About Women and Beer. Okay, initially you might think, uh, she's going the feminist route. No, 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 no. Um, as she goes in this article, uh, men, I've got a bone to pick. I've had it up to here with articles written by you, presumably targeted to other yous, men, discussing how to get women to drink beer. Are these articles condescending and offensive? Absolutely, but also they're almost always flat out wrong. Now, initially there with her tone, you might think, again, going the feminist route. No, 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 no. She has points in this article. She has good points. Thing is, men aren't the only ones guilty of writing misguided articles about getting women to drink beer. Some have been penned by women who also have little to no knowledge about beer. I have seen this before. Women writing articles about beer when they're potentially more um, wine-sided, I guess, where they clearly are out of their depth as to what they're talking about. They, they, they just don't have enough knowledge on the subject. So she continues, and frankly, I don't know which one is worse, men pretending to actually understand women or women who don't know a Bach from a black and tan writing beer advice columns. Both scenarios kind of suck and both make me go on super femi social media tirades heavily laced with my most favorite expletives, not exactly a reputation builder. So she goes into the, the six lies that men spread. And to be fair, you know what? Um, I think women spread these lies just as much. So you can go for clickbaity title there, but the facts stand with this one. Line number one, beer is a manly man's beverage. Now, when you think of it, stereotypically, beer, men, wine, women. And that typically seems to be the way it is. If you see, you know, it's, again, stereotypically, a man that drinks wine, oh, he must be gay. If you see a woman drinking a beer, ah, she must be a lesbian. It, it, the stereotypes, not accurate, but they're there. Uh, the truth, women invented beer. Uh, women didn't just invent the finest beverage on the planet. They were also the only ones allowed to brew it for quite some time. This is fact. The ancient Sumerians, a.k.a. the people who realized that beer was a thing and that it was great, used to worship the goddess Ninkasi, the goddess of brewing and beer. Again, stuff I've discussed on the show many, 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 many a time. Um, lie number two, women are afraid of beer. The truth, it's not us, it's probably you. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Mr. Extreme Beer Geek, spends his nights and nights, or days and nights, trolling beer pictures on Instagram, desperately searching for every opportunity to belittle and bully all of us bright-eyed and bushy-tailed craft beer cheerleaders because you didn't get enough love as a child. It's not our fault that we were born with boobs and get more likes on one beer selfie than you will on hundreds of photos over the course of a year, regardless of how many rare beer pictures you post. And I am an equal opportunity like, wait, favoriter, liker, whatever, on Instagram when it comes to beer pictures. If it's a chick, cool. If it's a guy posting beer, cool. I like beer. I don't care who the fuck it comes from. Um, let's face it, male beer fanatics aren't exactly renowned for having strong social skills and dashing good looks. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll concede that fact, too. Uh, the geeks that I'm referring to are the ones who completely take the fun out of drinking beer. They tend to be hyper-competitive, heavily judgmental, and unrightfully pretentious. 
These are the guys that stand uncomfortably close to you at the bar, anxiously waiting for you to order a beer so they can either belittle you for making such an uneducated choice, go on a tangent about the amazing rare beers they've drank that you will never, ever be able to try because you just aren't as cool as them. Yeah. And those kind of people kind of piss me off too. Um, now, you know, if I was able to get the rare beers, maybe I... Um, Maybe I wouldn't be as pissed about it, but as it stands, I don't get a lot of them. Uh, line number three. All women are on diet, and that's why we don't drink beer. Um. <laughs> See, Mitch has a excellent conversation point here. Hey, girl, try this beer. No, I'll stick to wine. Okay, whatever. I don't really care. I enjoy this beer, and I wanted to share. <laughs> that, is a, that is a very fair point there. <laughs> um. So, the truth on all women are on diets. That's why we don't drink beer. The truth, some of us don't hate ourselves. Sure, some chicks might have an irrational fear of beer because they think it's going to make them fat. I wonder who's to blame for that. Yep, looking at you, beer belly man. Uh, it might come as a shock, but not all of us ladies step on a scale three times a day and count calories for a living. And shit, I mean, I'm a guy. Look at how neurotic I am about calories, and I'll still drink like a fucking fish. Some of us truly don't care if we carry a few extra pounds on our thighs, hips, and waistlines. Some of us really, like, really love pizza and wings and burgers in life. And guess what? We love to drink beer. Yes, real beer with our pizza, wings, and burgers. And she also has a fantastic point here. While we're on the subject of calories and beer, all you really need to know is the caloric content of beer directly correlates to its alcohol content. The more sugar you add, the more booze. Also, the more calories you get. Moral of the story... If you are counting calories, opt for lower alcohol beers. Yeah, go for a session IPA. Perfect, right there. Line number four. I will admit, I have, I have been guilty of this. Women love fruity sweet shit, so you should start them with beers like that. And I will admit for the longest time, I thought that, like she, like, um... She kind of poo-poos here. I, I thought of fruit beers as a good gateway beer. And that might not be the best path. The truth, fruit beers are terrible gateway beers, so that makes no sense. I'm not sure when and where this women-only-drink-fruit-and-wheat-beer stereotype came to be, but unfortunately, I understand the thought process behind it. Obviously, women are the fairer sex, and therefore, we have delicate palates that can't handle anything too abrasive or will melt. Plus, we love, like, love fruity sweet shit, right? Don't get me wrong, I freaking love me a good fruit beer, but calling a fruit beer a gateway beer is like calling an apple teeny a gateway cocktail. Both are essentially a gateway to nothing. You can't just jump from super fruity strawberry shandy to an aggressively bitter double IPA, just like you can't jump from a disgustingly sweet Cosmo monster variant to a Manhattan. And that put it completely into perspective for me. Try say just generally, say you're trying to get someone into craft beer. I used to suggest, for instance, Sam Adams Cherry Wheat. Uh, hell, I suggested that to Melvin before he unfortunately died, uh, apparently from alcohol poisoning. But uh, thinking over that, what, what she said on here, fruit beers, probably not a good gateway because uh, it's not going to prepare you as well for the rest of the beer world. It, it, it's a very different segment of the beer world. Um, for the longest time, I was I was all about fruit beers. I was all about the sweet stuff, you know, lambics and everything like that. And I think maybe that may have stunted my growth 
getting into the IPAs because the bitter was the completely opposite end of the spectrum from the fruit beers. So she suggests, if you want to get your girl started on the righteous path, a true gateway beer should be a balanced representation of the four main ingredients in beer. Malt, hops, water, and yeast. You give a woman a fruit beer, she has nowhere to go from there. You give her a pale ale or a dry stout, and the beer-filled sky is the limit. That makes perfect sense. I would think the at this stage now, a great gateway craft beer would be Sierra Nevada Pale Ale and just kind of go from there. So I will never recommend, again, a fruit beer as a gateway. Um, um, oh, again, Sherry says, I'd rather be a little thick and enjoy life than be skinny and cunty. And that is a very good philosophy to live by. I mean, I have... Um, I, I still have I still have a little 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 chunk on me. People call me skinny, but I I'm still I don't know. I probably have a minor degree of body dysmorphia, but whatever. Um, but what what's the use of living if you can't enjoy stuff once in a while? I will you know okay for, as an example. Um, what night was that? I think that might have been Sunday Sunday night. Um, I I had eaten. Actually, no, I take that back. It was, uh, that was Saturday. I, I ate very light throughout the day. I, I had a protein bar on the way to a video shoot. I was, I was just, I was completely, um, you know, not eating during that day. I think I had a Diet Coke at the shoot. Um, there was food there, but I never partake unless I'm specifically invited to partake of the food. I mean, I'm probably completely allowed to do it, but I... I don't know. I always feel weird about that. So I did not have uh, dinner until after that shoot. I just picked up a uh, Asian sesame chicken salad from Panera, which was quite delicious. First time I ever had it. Um, and um, that was going to be my dinner. And I, you know, maybe was going to have a couple beers that night and you know have at it. I, I didn't run in the morning. I figured eh, you know, I don't have the calories to spare. And my wife wanted to buy a $5 hot and ready from Little Caesars. And I was like, eh, fuck it. It's delicious. I'm going to eat half of it. And I did that. Every now and then, you got to do it. You got to live life. Um, Mitch says he loves fruity sweet shit. Uh, Sherry says the first beer she ever actually enjoyed was a Guinness. And, and honestly, you know what? It's, it's weird. But thinking back now, I think Guinness would be a good gateway beer um, because it is... I don't know. Now I think of it as kind of kind of a a lighter beer. It's it's definitely a lighter stout to me. Um, back when I just drank Bud Light, Guinness felt like crazy heavy, but might be a good shock to someone's system. Um, Mitch wants to put Melvin's face on a T-shirt. <laughs> uh, and apparently, um, everyone agreed on um th- this past weekend at MLR Live Three on the subject that I am a sexy bitch. I don't know how that would have come about. I, I'm I'm curious of the context of that, Sherry, because I do not find myself to be a sexy bitch. But if other people are saying it, I will. Yeah, I'll I'll revel in that. That's fine with me. Ah, damn! I need to drink screwdrivers more often. I think the problem is I don't typically have my Trop Fifty here. Yes, yes, I'm not drinking regular orange juice. I'm drinking a Trop Fifty because it has half the calories. But that way I can make a uh, 
12 ounce screwdriver, only about 250 calories. Three ounces of well, well, a little a little secret to you guys. I actually I shot a uh, a, a kind of bonus spirits review for the YouTube channel, and I uh, revealed my my ratio recipe. But I'll give it to you here first. Three ounces of the bacon vodka and nine ounces of Trop 50. You get a 250 calorie bacon vodka screwdriver, and it is fucking delicious. It tastes like breakfast, which is kind of cool because I had breakfast for dinner as well. I made myself a um, omelet with green peppers and onions, and I put Frank's red hot sauce on top of it. Next time I make it, I may actually try and put the red hot sauce inside because that was fucking delicious. And I also had a couple slices of Taylor ham. If you're not from Jersey, you may not know what Taylor ham is. Look it up. Taylor ham, pork roll, it has a couple different names, and it's delicious. That is one thing I would miss from Jersey if I moved from Jersey, and I may have to have people kind of ship it to me because it's a, it's a nice treat every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And that's... uh. Screwdriver number two, down the hatch. Line number five, women can't handle bitterness. The truth, you're stupid. Wait, did Mitch write this article? Hopefully none of you actually grew up believing that the princess, uh, believing the princess and the pea bull crap. Come on, you can say bullshit on Thrillist, can't you? Uh, most women don't aspire to be fragile and weak. Most of us are a little masochistic. Some of us like to have our palates ravaged by big, bold, hop-driven flavors. Now, to be fair, I never really thought about women not being able to handle bitterness. That never really came to mind. But uh, Having a vagina has nothing to do with the ability to tolerate, like, or love bitter things. Bitterness, for the most part, is an acquired taste for both men and women. And this is... Very, very true. I know Mitch can speak to this. I can speak to this. The bitterness in IPAs, we hated it for the longest time. And son of a bitch, I just ran out of orange juice. I'm very disappointed with this because this will be my last screwdriver. And I'm probably going to have to go downstairs and get a beer during the break, which is okay. You know, but the vitamin C, man. Um, coffee, tea, dark chocolate, red wine, kale, broccoli, olives, all of these are highly awesome, bitter things that most women love. And if we can handle coffee and kale, and kale is fucking disgusting, I'm pretty sure we can handle your coffee-like roasted malts and your resin-like hops. Thank you very much. Um, hee <laughs> Taylor Hemi. Oh, okay, Dennis, that's a Photoshop right there. You just take, you, you take a grilled slice of Taylor Ham and... You, you Photoshop Hammy's face into it. You, you you blend it in there. Shit. You know what? I want to do that during the break now. I very well may do that. Whew. During the break, I'll go grab my beer from downstairs. Ooh, why is my phone buzzing? Did Cronwell get suspended? Son of a fucking bitch! Uh, Cronwell suspended one game for charging lightning forward Nikita Kucherov. So he's suspended for game seven. Ugh. Pisses me off. That was bullshit. It wasn't even a suspendable hit. Anyway, uh, during the break, I'll Photoshop Hammy's face onto a slice of Taylor ham. And maybe it'll go viral just because it's funny. On line number six, you can bribe a chick to drink beer. I don't know. I've never had to bribe a chick to drink beer. You know, if, if I'm with a chick that likes beer, she'll drink a beer. If she doesn't, she doesn't. The truth, not all of us watch soap operas, and also your relationship sounds really manipulative. 
I recently read an article. Okay, apparently this this is where it comes from. I recently read an article written by a dude that addressed the subject of getting women to drink beer, and he recommended trying to bribe us with things like shopping trips and jewelry. That's probably one of the most offensive things I've ever read. I can't speak for all women, but I effing hate shopping, and I've lost every piece of nice jewelry that I've ever been given. The real issue here is not that your lady friend, partner, lover doesn't drink beer. The real issue is the whole bribing thing. Beer is pretty damn fun on its own. If you need to bribe, you better have to do something fun. Then you might have to reevaluate your relationship. That is kind of ridiculous. Um, I mean, if somebody doesn't like beer, they don't like beer. I'm not going to bribe my wife to try and drink a beer. But, uh, I mean, I know she doesn't like beer. Um... She, you know, she likes record or like cider, and I'm I'm happy with that. Uh God damn it! I'm I'm really fucking pissed about this hockey suspension. Ugh. Suspended for game seven, and it wasn't even a suspendable hit. Ugh. God damn it! Meanwhile, there were there was another suspendable hit in the same game, and nothing happened with it. Uh, sorry, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk hockey. Um, oh, yeah. If Mitch wants to do it, do it. Just make sure make sure it's not just pasting Hammy's face onto Taylor Ham. Make sure it's um, make sure it's nicely blended in there, so his face has the texture of the Taylor Ham. In fact, let me find a let me find a suitable suitable image of Taylor Ham. Really quick, back to the bribing thing. You should not have to bribe someone to drink a beer. It, it, ah! Uh, if they don't like beer, they don't like beer. Don't make them drink a beer. It's like, what? You don't like olives? Here, I'll take you shopping if you eat an olive. It, it's just as ridiculous. Um, Jesus, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find the perfect uh, Taylor Ham image because I want it with, with it kind of. Cut four ways. Uh, maybe if I do grilled Taylor ham. If anybody travels to New Jersey and you haven't had a Taylor ham and egg, uh, Taylor ham egg and cheese sandwich, you are fucking missing out. Okay, here we go. Uh, I have an image for you, Mitch. It is a. Okay. What? I I was I was sure I was sure, Mitch. Son of a bitch! <laughs> okay, the funny thing is, just to prove in the chat, that is the exact source image that I was going to send to Mitch. God damn it. <laughs> Same wavelength, dude. Um, uh, Tampa Bay won yesterday, Dennis. Um, unless you're talking about, um, unless you're talking about uh, Islanders, Caps, Caps won game seven there. Tampa won uh, 5-2, to forcing Game 7, but if Mrazek holds to his pattern, he will probably shut out the Lightning in Game 7. I can only hope, um, but the suspension pisses me the fuck off. Um, another thing that pissed me the fuck off was the reaction to this Beer Winch article. Ha ha ha! Segway! This was written by, let's see, Kate Gallagher. Uh, Kate Gallagher, who is owner of North Down Chicago. Now, 
initially when I when I heard the whole uproar, I actually I I saw Kate Gallagher's article first, so I went back to the beer wench article, which oddly enough Kate Gallagher didn't even bother to link because that would have made sense. Um, but uh, just seeing the the title of the beer wench's article, I thought I'd find fault in what Ashley had to say, but I thought for the most part she was pretty spot on. The retort from Kate Gallagher. As I went through that, it seemed to show a distinct lack of understanding as to what Ashley was trying to get across. So she goes in and tries to um, say five reasons why the beer wench is bad for beer. And she's talking about initially how the beer wench reinforces dumb stereotypes. No, she was not reinforcing dumb stereotypes. She was saying why those stereotypes are not true, particularly when it comes to the world of beer. So the first reason why the beer wench is bad for beer, apparently, the beer wench name. Why do you objectify yourself by using the handle the beer wench? Webster's Dictionary defines a wench as a young woman, especially a young woman who is a servant. What are you a servant to? Beer? Beer doesn't need a servant. It isn't a master... Okay, historically, a beer wench is a wench who serves beer. It... <sighs> Idiot. It's an alcoholic beverage. It brings people together, builds friendships, and employs over 2 million people. So if anything, beer is our wench. You call yourself a wench and also say you're super femi. How exactly? Uh, can't people just like a name? Let's see. Uh, if a male bartender took endless photos of the breasts belonging to women sitting at his bar drinking beer, he would be unemployable in the industry. But because it's you taking photos of yourself, the objectification is okay? Okay. This is a reference to the beer wench's Instagram account. I follow her Instagram account. I don't know what the fuck Kate Gallagher is talking about. There's a lot of pictures of food, a lot of pictures of beer, and then a lot of pictures of Ashley Routson's hair. She likes to dye her hair different colors. That's it. I didn't see any kind of objectification there. So, strike one on that one there. Uh, number two, making historically ambiguous statements. The whole women invented beer thing. According to this woman... Uh, this woman, and who knows, maybe she's right. She's certainly educated. She seems highly regarded, but there isn't incontrovertible proof. So let's not carve her books in stone just yet. Well, everything I have read as far as the ancient Sumerians and the tradition of beer has had women as the brewmasters. Um, now, I'm not a scholar, but fine um i don't know I, I don't know why she why she's so offended by that statement um i'm confident that women were involved in the creation of beer since all societies both ancient and modern have had to work together to achieve goals is she like some kind of reverse social justice warrior it's safe to assume women and men made beer and mead and huts and babies together yeah this is some reverse social justice warrior kind of shit. Um, 
perpetuating the very sexism you claim to be railing against. This seems like she just read the bullet points because she's pissed off about the statement, the the lie that all women are on diets and that's why we don't drink beer. I've not heard a man comment on a woman's weight since ever. Really? Well, you know what? Um, I bet I know why. It's because you're a woman. Men do that when they're around other men. They don't do it when they're around other women. They will call a woman a fat ass when they are around other men. They will not do it when they're around other women. Kate Gallagher is a dumb shit. She continues to say, seriously, men don't say dumb shit like this. Honestly, no, they don't say it around you. Uh, moreover, I think it's safe to say that most people are, oh, I'm sorry. Moreover, I think it's safe to say that most people are watching their weight these days. Is that why the obesity em- epidemic is on the fucking rise in this country? And that anytime you walk into a Walmart, you see at least two or three fucking, quote, disabled fat asses in a scooter? Not just fit into a smaller size or to get a date or to look super cute for their daily selfies, but for health reasons. Oh, is that why um, you have people on the talk shows saying, well, I'm fat, but I'm healthy fat. Yeah. Um, then the, the other bullet point, the truth, some of us don't hate ourselves. So people, I'm not even going to dignify this with just using women here, that are dieting, they hate themselves? Huh. That's a lot of hate. That's $27 billion annually of self-hatred in the U.S. alone. You know what? When I dieted, it was because I hated the fucking way I looked. I hated myself. And you know why I fucking run every day? Because I don't want to hate myself even more than I already fucking do. If if I was completely comfortable with who I am, you know what? I wouldn't give a shit. I'd eat anything I wanted, whenever I wanted. I would balloon up to 500 pounds, and I wouldn't give a shit. The fact that I fucking loathe myself keeps me going and keeps me at a steady weight losing every so often and then I hate myself more when I gain a little bit more this woman is a fucking idiot I'm glad she's so fucking perfect that she does not have any self-loathing in her heart ugh yeah uh let's see um Dennis wants to know uh she hasn't heard anybody comment on a woman's weight. What's her email again or a webpage where people can leave comments? Well, you know what? I'm going to post. Let's see. This is I'm posting this in the chat here. If you're not in the chat, morelikeradio.com slash live. That is the article that I'm posting there. Uh, let me see if she has an email address. Kate Gallagher. Um, well, you know what? She doesn't have an email address on here. Whoops. Shit. Did not mean to close that tab, Kev. Um, but she is apparently the owner of North Down Chicago. Uh, do they have contact info on North Down Chicago? Oh, no, they have a phone number. Well, that doesn't help anything. What, were they getting too many pissy emails? Is that possible? Um, the sad thing is, one of the people in the comments on this article... I'll get to that in a minute, but a lot of people in the comments in this article agree with this woman. 
and I don't understand that. It seems like a lot of social justice warrior bullshit. So uh, the truth, some of us don't hate ourselves, went into that and everything. Um, also, you can't cry sexism, then call the beer the drink of only a manly man. She was debunking these lies, you fucking cunt. Oh, dear God. And, and now now here she's going with, I you know, I think she doth protest too much. Is that a man that can take apart a motorcycle carburetor and put it back together in working order? Because I can name three ladies, myself included, that can tune up that Yamaha for you. And I can name plenty of men that can't. Are they not manly men? Do they therefore not get to like beer? This is the equivalent of a blatant racist saying, Wait, I'm, I'm not racist. I got black friends. <sighs> Fucking idiot. Uh, number four, attacking the people that employ her. Um, again, the truth. It's not us. It's probably you. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Mr. Extreme Beer Geek. Blah, 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 that thing I read. Um, you've lost me here. Do you want these geeks to follow you on Instagram or don't you? Or do you want to admit you're exploiting your boobs for likes or don't you? Again, I have not seen a fucking lick of cleavage on her Instagram. I don't know where the fuck this Kate Gallagher from North Down Tap Room. Uh, where is it? In Chicago, I think? Uh, yep, Chicago. North Down Tap Room in Chicago. Just saying. Um, I don't know where she's getting this from. Um, I mean, to... maybe she doesn't necessarily want the extreme beer geek to follow her on Instagram. I mean, the extreme beer geek that she describes, trolling pictures on Instagram, desperately searching for every opportunity to belittle and bully beer drinkers, I don't think I'd want them to follow me on Instagram either. It's not like hardly anybody follows me on Instagram anyway, but whatever. Uh... Let's see. Uh, Let's face it, male beer fanatics aren't exactly renowned for having strong social skills and dashing good looks, which is what the beer wench said. Um, They come in all shapes and sizes, all different colors. Uh, You go to a beer fest, you're going to have your share of attractive people. You're going to have your share of very unattractive people. She may have been a little bit off the mark on this one, but uh, I mean... Sherry says that apparently the MLR crew says I'm a, uh, what was it, a sexy bitch. Um, I don't necessarily believe that's the truth, but that is neither here nor there. Uh, This Kate Gallagher says, I spend 70 plus hours a week in the company of beer fans. Good for you! In my own bar! Oh, yeah, you got a bar. Oh, oh. Well, Ron Bennington has a radio show, so fuck you. Uh, at beer events, breweries having beers at someone else's bar. Overall, they're not an unattractive bunch, and they are social. They have beers together, they form tasting meetings, they go on brewery tours together, they join running clubs that finish in bars, and they attend charity events that feature beer as the main attraction. Now, is that really the rule or the exception to the rule? I am not a social person. Um, I know guys like Dennis, Hammy, Punchy, they can speak to that. I am a very quiet sort. It is very difficult to get me out of the house. Typically, when I drink, I drink alone. Unless you count the dog sitting next to me. Um, I wish I was social. I am not good 
at being social. I would love to be able to go to tasting meetings. I'd love to go on brewery tours with a group of people. I'd love to join a running club that finishes in a bar. But I am a social douche. And I'm sure I am not the only one in the craft beer world that is like that. If you look at the craft beer world on the internet, you look at the internet as a whole. There are a lot of people that are not, shall we say, socially adept. And the craft beer world probably has a shitload of those too. Um, she continues here. See, if you give people a few minutes to talk, they'll move on from the easy conversation, beer, and start having an actual conversation. By giving people time to talk, I've met some of the most interesting people I've ever known. People that have crazy jobs, that are eager to help others, and that are genuinely nice. My problem is, when I'm in a group of craft beer drinkers, e even if I'm getting a growler fill at like a tap takeover or something like that, I am so anxious to engage in any kind of conversation because I am terrified that I am going to come across as completely unknowledgeable and just have to slink away into the shadows. Um, so that's not even the easy conversation for me. To, you know, much less starting having a, quote, actual conversation. I mean, I, I am amazed that, what was it, like a little over two years ago, you know, meeting up with Hammy and Dutch that I was able to actually converse. Now, given enough time, I was fucking pissed drunk out of my mind. So that probably helped things there that I did not give a shit. I did not have the filter on my brain. But those are not necessarily the most productive conversations either. Um, Mitch says he bets I'm more social than Ash. I, I don't know. Really? Really, dude? I would even think Ash is more social than me. I am a quiet, quiet dude. I am one that does not speak unless spoken to. Which, I, uh, believe me, I want to I get out of that rut. It's so fucking tough for me. I, I could just say, I have social anxiety disorder and that's why. And that is the case, but it's an excuse. It's a crutch. Of course, Dennis is still chiming in on the picture of Budweiser. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Did we have fun bowling that night? If we did, I think it was a rousing success. Spent $100 at the hospital, but rousing success nonetheless. Ooh, I'm a poet and didn't know it. Uh, number five, this is the last one on here. Using the phrase gateway beer and generally making bad suggestions. Women love... Oh, I'm sorry. Women love fruity sw sweet shit. You should start them with beers like that. Women can't handle bitterness. Uh, said no one ever. No, I've said women love fruity sweet shit. I've said just in general, people will love the fruity sweet shit as a gateway beer. So said no one ever. No, I have. Fuck you, you cunt. Um, and then the truth, you're stupid. Um, finally, we're saying the same things. I find myself muttering something similar throughout your entire piece. Everyone's palate is different, and say, instead of saying that some beers are better than others to start with, how about we try and find them the best beer for their palate? <sighs> or you try and find a very neutral-slash-all-encompassing beer. Again, I say Sierra Nevada Pale Ale is a very um, 
basic isn't the right word that I want, but it's a very, it's a very, um, fuck. What's the word that I want? Not basic, not entry level, not tame. Um, I think all encompassing. It it encompasses everything that is beer, in my opinion. Is it my favorite beer? No, but I do enjoy it from time to time. Um, and I think that would be a good thing to get people into craft beer. Um, you don't want to start somebody with a fruity beer, because th- there's really nowhere to go from there. Um. Here's the best way to get into beer. Go to a bar with a decently built draft list. This means quality, not quantity. Yeah, but the problem with that is they're going to see the draft list like, oh, what? they got Bud Light on tap? I'll, I'll just have that. There you go. Uh, have a seat at the bar. Describe to the bartender some things you do like to eat, drink, etc. <sighs> That's assuming that the bar that you go to that has a decently built draft list has a knowledgeable bartender. Now, a lot of them do. Not all of them do. They may just pick something randomly out of a hat. Um, probably the best location to try and get someone a, quote, gateway beer is a World of Beer location. Now, I know they're not everywhere, but those people are knowledgeable. They will be able to recommend the right stuff to you, guaranteed. Um, so, that is that is Kate Gallagher's retort to uh, Ashley Routson's article on six dirty lies men spread about women and beer. And it was, it was a tongue-in-cheek article. Uh, um, thankfully, there were some people in the comments on this that did take Ashley's side on the article. Um, like one one many, one person's uh, too many Gortats. I don't know what that is, but um, I think it's wrong to assume something doesn't exist based solely on the premise that you have not encountered it well yeah you know what i um up until earlier well actually was that last year up until last year i had never seen a capybara with my own eyes in real life so i guess it doesn't exist oh no wait i saw a capybara at the zoo last year and it was adorable Ooh, it's like a giant guinea pig um and Too Many Gortads actually, th- th- that was a reply to another one, the first one. Um, she actually had her own comment here. I found the Beer Wenches article to be a different tone than yours. Sassy, sarcastic, and humorous as opposed to condescending, judgmental, and accusatory. It's great that you've never encountered the stereotypes against women that Ashley chronicled, but I and many of my fellow beer-drinking friends have, from Portland to New York to Denver to New Jersey. Her piece was lighthearted and original, which admittedly makes it appear as if you wrote your piece in an attempt to ride her audience through no innovation of your own. As a side note, you are an owner. I've worked for a lot of small businesses. Of course, the people you employ are not sexist towards you. The flip side of that arrangement does not garner the same benefits. Uh... Oh, wait, Dennis is saying, at least you try, I don't. Is that is that the social thing? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Dennis, I think you're more social than me. I really think you're more social than me. I am a fucking hermit. When when you guys pull me out of the house, it is admittedly kicking and screaming. It may not seem like that, but it is kicking and screaming because I am a, I am a social douche. 
socially awkward douche. Um, but if if you are curious about um, the initial article, look look up the beer look up the beer wench on Thrillist. You'll find her article, and then if you really want to check out Kate Gallagher's retort to it, I uh, post the link in the chat. But um, there is um, let me see. Let me see what section of the site it is on. That's weird. I don't mm, updates. There we go. Yeah. Okay. If you if you go to the update section of northdownchicago.com, you will find the um. Well, it, it's in recent posts, and it's really an only post right there. It's the only post there. This this the beer wench riled her up so bad. Ashley g- got under her skin so badly. That she had to, she had to write her first post ever on April twentieth regarding why the beer wench is bad, bad, bad for beer. I don't agree. I think Ashley Routson's article was fantastic. I like what she has to say on Twitter. I like what she posts on Instagram. So take that as you will. Uh, personally, I think Kate Gallagher is kind of a cunt. If that's a sexist uh, name for her, okay, I think she's a hapless fuckwit. Is that more not sexist? Is that better? So, we'll leave it at that. With that, I will head to break. I will be back very, very shortly here on ABV on More Like Radio. Alcohol by volume, Kevin Show. Hey! Hey. It's the name of the show. Hey! More Like Radio, less like crap. Want more alcohol by volume? Because I'm kind of drunk for this. Let's shit nuts. Download past episodes at morelikeradio.org. Join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash alcohol by volume. Like the Facebook page, facebook.com slash MLR alcohol by volume. And follow along on Twitter at MLR underscore alcohol. I find your drunkenness very unappealing. I am drunk, or I wouldn't be talking to you. Antisocial Gamer Radio. Hi, this is Ashley, host of Antisocial Game Radio, telling you to come listen to my show every Tuesday at 9pm uh, UK time, 4pm Eastern on morelikeradio.com. Uh, every week I like to talk about all the latest stuff going on in the gaming world, what's been coming out, what's new releases, all the topics that you like to hear, I'll be talking about it every single week. The Elvis and Albert Show, Thursdays, morelikeradio.com, 5 to 7. I'm Elvis Cage. I'm Alfred. I'm Jameson, and on the phone... Hey, Bill, I'm phoning it in. Oh, he's phoning it in. <laughs> Coming to you live from the Halfpenny Pub of Sayville. That's right, punk rock music, independent music, and all the rest of the things that we speak about. Crazy what party stuff. Yeah. Here on morelikeradio.com and elvisandalfred.com 24-7. Yarr! The Elvis and Alfred Show. The Cousin Joe Show. And I, I'm sitting in the chair. He did the barber cock touch. What the fuck? This is what it is. Dude, where are you going to get your hair Listen to me. Where are you going? See how I'm sitting right now? Yeah, I do. Where are my elbows? Outside the... T- oh! <laughs> they always go around the side. And, and where the fucking... The height of my <laughs> elbow is always their dick. He reaches in and his, his cock touches my elbow. And the thing is, like, I can't immediately jerk away because that looks like... You know you touched it. Right. I'm acknowledging a cock touch. So instead, I just leave it there and let him rub his dick on my elbow. <laughs> Dude. Did he go back?
back and forth? That's when you could tell. Did you I go was... back and forth ever, like, fast? Like, not not, like... Fa- not fast. <laughs> it, I, I wonder if guys do play games or get the barber hard, kind of wiggle their elbow. Nobody does that, Joe. <laughs> Nobody does that. Well, weird faggots. Who knows? You're fucking weird. <laughs> Tune in to the Cousin Joe Show live Thursday night 7 to 10 on More Like Radio. If you weren't able to catch the last Hippo Juice show, here's what you probably missed. I just keep thinking to myself, and it makes me giggle, that I, every time I hear the story, I imagine it was Ray Romano in the same situation. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, oh man. kind of does I barely it. touched her. Come on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, it was my brother. Look at him. He's bigger than me. Come on. <laughs> Oh. Come on, everybody loves me. Oh, I got, I got twins. Come on. Oh, let's go, let's go, Home Depot. Come on. Fess up, Raymond. You know it was you. They got you on video. Anybody want soup? Ma, come on. We're talking over here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I'm dying. <laughs> so if you learn anything from Hippo Juice, remember, Ray Romano allegedly punched his wife in an elevator. Right. <laughs> we don't report the news accurately. We report half of it. Whatever. It's still news. So fuck you guys. This is more entertaining than some football player. Listen to the Hippo Juice Show live every Wednesday night, 7 to 9 p.m. on morelikeradio.com. Now, Cause the V is so deep An interesting show It won't ever put you to sleep It has all the content That you want the best show on the planet I ain't even gonna front Deep V Bringing it again and again Don't ever miss a show And make sure that you're always tuned in Hosted by my man Mike And Ski Ray Keep it turned up on the mic All day Ask me what's my favorite podcast I say Deep V Listen to the show while you're sipping on your tea. It's huh. the hottest of the hot. You ain't gotta trust me. Tune into the show and you will definitely see. With Mike and Ski Ray, you can't go wrong. The biggest show ever, bigger than a King Kong. Listen up and don't ever, ever miss a beat. It's Deep V. Remember that the V is so deep. What's up, everybody? Deep V Podcast. Deep V. Be sure to listen to us Fridays at 8 Eastern on morelikeradio.com. Yep. Also download us on iTunes. Just type in DV. DV, your favorite podcast. Favorite, favorite podcast. You know the way at the start of the last episode, we went through uh, different nationalities, you know, and now people know that we're Irish. <laughs> and now people know that we're all shite at accents <laughs> as well. <laughs> but I was wondering, is it prejudice to not make fun of, like, all of the countries? Where are you going for here, We'll name check every country on the show. That way, no one can be mad. How about that? I could do Swedish. Oh yeah, what? Birdie, birdie. <laughs> and to the Italians. Papa the poopy. Papa the poopy. <laughs> okay. To the Mexicans. Hey, hey man. <laughs> uh, Spain. <laughs> uh, Singapore. <laughs> Amazing. Australians? Cockerel Doom Dark. No. You big loop, are you? No, that sounds That's like terrible. Limerick or something. <laughs> That's right, we never slide off the Irish, do we? Someone put a bomb in me potato. <laughs> there you go. OSW Review. All Irish, all racist. <laughs> oh, hello there. I didn't see you come in. 
This is Mitch, producer of Dutch and Royce. I just wanted to take a quick moment to remind you why we are better than you. I took the turkey baster and put it in the glass and sucked up as much pee as I could. I took the turkey baster after lubricating it in my asshole and put it up as far as I could in my asshole and I was repeatedly thrusting it in and out while jacking off and screaming out a boy's name and moaning to make it feel like it was real. I can't believe. I then I then imagined Sean, did you my write this? I then imagined in my head him screaming, "I'm coming." And I squeezed the turkey baster ball shooting all my pee into my ass. <laughs> Mitch, I kept taking to the t- I kept taking the turkey baster out and filling it with more pee and shooting it deep into my asshole, <laughs> making it feel like it was a huge come. Listen to Dutch and Royce live Tuesdays from ten to midnight, only on MoreLikeRadio.com. Hey you, yes you guessed ten million five hundred forty-two. Change your username. And while you're in the More Like Radio live page listening to fine quality programming, notice the banner ad just slightly above the chat room? It's a link to something you want in Amazon. Click it. It's probably reminding you to order something you need from Amazon.com. Don't leave him a lot and type the URL like a sucker. Just click the link and it'll open in a new window. This way you can buy your shit and continue listening to the show. Now, change your username. It's right there on the right, stupid. The official Alcohol by Volume YouTube channel. Find out what's destroying my liver every week. Ah! My liver! My liver! New beer reviews every Saturday morning. And occasionally some bonus reviews in the middle of the week, too. Hmm, your ideas are intriguing to me, and I wish to subscribe to your newsletter. Subscribe now at youtube.com slash MLR Alcohol by Volume. Come on, let's go drink till we can't feel feelings anymore. A tub of lineup stronger than Owen Hart's safety harness. More like radio.com. Other internet radio stations are gay. You're listening to Alcohol by Volume on More Like Radio. Hey, man, I just dropped my mom off at LAX. What's up? Not much. Oh, by the way, I heard back from the clinic. My mom's clean as a whistle. Oh, yeah, I figured. Turns out someone's got a little prostitute problem, and he likes doing them on the pillows on my bed. (laughs) Shut up, Dad! You gave me pink eye! I'm sorry. Well, say hi to your dad's filthy dick for me, okay? Okay, so I I didn't have enough time to actually fuck with Photoshop. If Mitch wants to do it, I'll let him do it. But because uh, I had to get myself a beer at least. Ah, uh, let's see. I got a Nooner Pilsner from Sierra Nevada. Let me check that into uh, Untapped here because I am neurotic with that too. I'm neurotic with everything. It's really what it comes down to. Um, it's a good Pilsner. Um. Again, I don't want to use the term basic. Um, this, I think this might be actually another good, quote, gateway one. I, I don't find it to be overall a, you know, oh my God, stellar beer. But it's it's very, it, it's very serviceable. It's a good Pilsner. I like it. Would I get it again? If I'm in the mood for a Pilsner, perhaps. Yes. Um, but I got to be in the mood for a Pilsner. Um, let's see, what do I got next? What do I got next? Another is a video I picked up from, uh, from, from 
Cosmo.com. Well, actually, no. That would be Cosmopolitan.com. It is where um, wine experts blind taste test TV and movie wines. Yes, wines, quote, inspired by TV and film properties. Uh, this can't possibly go wrong. So let's uh, let's kind of see where this goes. See, they're going with a mystery wine. They don't know what it, it is yet. like potpourri, like when you walk into a candle store almost. Nosewise has taken me back to a very bad place. Holy God Almighty. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know what? Let me let me uh, let me post the link for this in the chat, just in case anybody wants to to follow along with this, because the visuals of particularly the guys are fantastic. Not good. I do not like this one. Duck Commander. Is this the Duck People? Yes, it's Duck Dynasty. Why the fuck would there be a Duck Dynasty licensed wine? It's Miss Pris Pink Moscato 2012 Vintage from California. I'm very curious how much such a bottle would cost. In fact, if Sherry is still around, if you want to look on uh, Vivino, see if uh, see if Duck Commander is on there. Very curious. But in the meantime, this will scare every fucking animal away from you. This is a mixer for a cocktail, maybe. You cannot call this shit wine. <laughs> That is a fantastic verdict. You cannot call this shit wine. And to give you the 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 visual of the uh, the wine itself, very much a blush wine. I don't know if a pink Moscato is typically like that. I'm not a wine expert, so I wouldn't know. But uh, very very pink, very pink. Plum skin. A little cigar box, cedar. Very polished. Pencil shavings. Fifty Shades of Grey. God damn it. Yes, Fifty Shades of Grey, red satin. Uh, hold on, let me skip back. It was uh, 2009 vintage from California. A satiny feel. And it's something simple for everyday drinking. Something that, you know, you'd want to drink with pizza. They actually gave this an overall thumbs up verdict on the Fifty Shades of Grey wine. Now, with that... I can almost kind of understand because they were going for their particular audience. They didn't want a complete shit wine there. They wanted something that was drinkable because the broads that love Fifty Shades of Grey probably drink wine. They may not necessarily drink expensive wine, but they will drink stuff that is drinkable. Whereas people that watch Duck Dynasty, um, and I don't know anybody that actually watches Duck Dynasty, and drinks wine. I mean, that that seems to be a really, really small market. Um, they probably don't give a shit what they're drinking anyway. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that bottle cost as much as a bottle at Boone's Farm. Ooh. Almost smells like wet river rocks. Parmesan cheese rind and almost a little bit musty. Downtown Abbey Bordeaux. Holy heck. Downtown? No, Downton Abbey, you fucking heathen. I don't watch the show, but come on. It's a Bordeaux Blanc 2012 vintage from 
Bordeaux, France. Oh, we got a French wine here. I'd be really pissed off if I, I bought this personally. It's just a kind of a creepy kind of wine, right? Those Rob Lowe commercials, it's kind of like the creepy Rob Lowe. I probably would not drink this while watching the show. It is kind of curious that they would try and have a tie-in for Downton Abbey with a wine. Um, Fifty Shades of Grey, I understand. Duck Dynasty, really don't understand. I, I understand Downton Abbey more than Duck Dynasty. Maybe that's just me. Some leaves and dirt. Kind of oh, Sherry's saying, say that again. It. I heard my name, but was watching really John getting spanked. Like um, look up uh, Duck Commander on Vivino. It is a Duck Dynasty wine. And, uh, ugh. I, I'm curious how much a bottle of that costs. If it's any more, any more than five ninety nine, oof, I would be very disturbed. Then again, I, I'm actually going to be kind of surprised if it's even on Bavino. Duck Commander. <laughs> ah, there's the beer burp right there. Um, Let's see, where am I at? Oh, yeah, okay, Mystery Wine. Let me kick back. Mystery Wine number four. Some leaves and dirt. Kind of vegetal kind of quality to it. I don't even remember It really kind of tastes like cough syrup. I... I, I Okay, I fucking hate this black guy's glasses. I really, really hate it them. Really kind of and I'm going to do a screen capture for you guys, at least in the chat, because, uh, I don't know. This this guy fucking annoys me. And he's we he's wearing a shirt that is a, it's basically a ripoff of the Vans logo that says, Wine. Uh, da -da -da, Dropbox. Public folder. Wine douche let's do that and i will give it to you fine fine folks in the chat see this is what happens if you don't listen live uh wine douche uh copy public link because uh well actually um the um i'm sorry the uh the duck commander that they drank was a pink Moscato. Can you find a Duck Commander pink Moscato? I'm actually, I'm even more disturbed that there's more than one variety of Duck Commander. That there's a Duck Commander Chardonnay. God damn. Ugh. I, I figured the pink Moscato would have been it. But a Chardonnay too? That's wrong. But anyway, this guy and his, oh, Sherry says they're all about 10 to $12. God damn. Ugh. I... I, I've had like five to seven dollar bottles of wine that I've thought were actually quite good. Um, Ten to twelve dollars on a Duck Dynasty wine. Ugh. There we go. Sherry's got it right there. So in this image that I'm posting right now, this is douche in glasses and Vans ripoff shirt. Why would you wear glasses like that? I mean, come on, dude. Don't you know that hashtag Black Lives Matter? And it tastes like cough syrup. I licked a piece of wood that was like slathered with chocolate. Wait, wait, wait. That, let, let's go back here. A piece of wood. Uh, it really kind of tastes like cough syrup. I licked a piece of wood that. Yeah, you did lick a piece of wood, dude. Was like slathered with chocolate. Oh, yeah. With Start. slathered with chocolate. Oh, shit, yeah. This next wine is kind of interesting. I like Duck the label. 
it's not even real wine. Maybe it's from the future. There's no vintage on the wine. It is Star Trek Mirror Mirror wine. I had no idea this existed, but it's actually kind of cool. 2009 vintage from Sonoma, California. Star Trek wine. <laughs> it's not even real wine. Maybe it's from the future. There's no vintage on the wine. It just tastes a little disjointed to me. It doesn't really taste like it knows what it wants to be. They went where no man had gone before. And this wine doesn't take you any place at all. So really the only one that they actually liked was the um, the 50 Shades of Grey wine. Which again, going to the target market, yeah, makes sense. Definitely makes sense. Um, I, I am actually curious. I, I, I am not, I am definitely not a reader of Cosmo. I have a friend who has been published in Cosmo and I, I think she's fucking awesome for that. But um, looking at the suggestions on YouTube for the other Cosmo videos, they're actually, it, it, I, I'm getting the vibe that I get from um, some BuzzFeed videos. See, like clueless guys identify beauty tools. Guys say what they really think about Coachella style. Clueless men re react to what women call fashion. And clueless guys try to guess what turns women on. It seems to be a lot about clueless guys. But to be fair, there are a lot of clueless <laughs> guys out there. Ooh, shit. There's a cheap versus expensive wine taste test on BuzzFeed Video, and it has my favorite douchebag, douchebag with glasses. Not the black dude that was in this last video, but um, the guy that I fucking hated, 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 hated. You guys remember him. Um, ah, let me Google that for you. Wow, the pink Moscato had a 3.6 out of 5. With 180 ratings. I'm actually kind of surprised. Ah, Mitch is Googling the Duck Commander Pink Moscato for me. Thank you, sir. Yes, that was so hard because I'm on a radio show and I'm an important person. God damn it. Um, yeah, 9 to $12. Wine-searcher.com. Wine what the fuck? Now there's another thing, Miss Pris Pink Moscato, eight ninety five to a hundred and twelve oh eight. What the fuck was it? Autographed by the Duck Dynasty douchebags with their fucking idiot beards that they grew specifically for the show. Because if you look at footage of them before the show, they did not look like that at all. It's a fucking scam, much like Larry the Cable Guy. Okay, Mitch is right. I'm barely on a radio show. I'm not an important person, I know. I will accept that. Um, let's see. You know what? Um, let it's me... A little like... Oh, shit. Sock, a pretty uh, I don't want to click that video yet. Let me hit this up here. Uh, there was a link that uh, Mitch sent to me from... Son of a bitch. I don't want to open that tab. Um... What the fuck? Chrome is uh, letting me down here. Here we go. Thank you for the chat room. Uh, Mitch sent me a link from the... Whoa. What the fuck just happened to Chrome? That was the weirdest fucking thing ever. 
Oh, okay. It opened a second Chrome window. That's why. Uh, Mitch sent me a link from the Consumerist. Had to do with the Bud Light up for whatever labels that they're doing right now. And when he sent me the link, I had literally seconds before seen a post on Twitter about it. Or not Twitter. I'm sorry. Post on Reddit about it. Now, if you're not familiar with the uh, Bud Light up for whatever labels... Basically, there, there's a hashtag up for whatever, the perfect beer for whatever happens, and they have different phrases on the bottle. There is one that is getting uh, a bit of attention. The perfect beer for removing no from your vocabulary for the night. Oh, Bud Light, I know what you meant, but other people think you meant something else. Uh, so the, the headline on Consumerist is Bud Light, where up for whatever means getting people so drunk they can't say no. Um, Bud Light apparently issued a vague apology for the tagline, saying the company missed the mark in this case. Now, the, the instant thought for people... Yeah, what Dennis says he's glad I'm not slurring. Yes, I'm slurring all over the place. It's hour number two. It, it is the slurring hour. I think that's what people tune in for, isn't it? But uh, anyway. Anyway. Um, where the fuck was I? God damn it. People instantly gravitate towards the no means no kind of thing. So if no is out of your vocabulary, you're getting date raped, basically. What I took Bud Light's label to mean is that when you add Bud Light into the equation, you're drinking a lot, and you're not going to say no to, you know, hey, dude, climb up on that traffic light pole. Yeah! Hey, dude, go ask that girl out. Yeah! Hey, dude. Do five shots right now. Yeah! Those are the kind of things you're not saying no to. Of course, the internet instantly went to uh, sexual assault, as they are wont to do. But at least Reddit had some humor to it. Uh, In a thread entitled, What the fuck, Bud Light? Not cool, man! People in the comments decided to uh, to to make some some amusement out of it. Let's go with this thread as it goes. Are you okay to drive? No, mm, no. Oh fuck it! Yeah, I'm good. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Can you pick up some ice on your way back? I uh uh I can go get some more pie for the booze. Oh shit! I forgot the ice. Um, of course, this was a great story by Artie, with four E's. I was once told to pick up ice on the way back. I managed to buy a huge block of ice, thinking it would break apart. Got back to the house we were partying at, and I went to smash it on the ground, and out of nowhere, their dog ran under the five-pound block. Hit the poor pup right in the noggin. I felt so awful for the rest of the night. Uh, 
remember, no always, always means no, especially if the question is, do you want a Bud Light? Uh, let's see, what else we got here? Okay, you know what? Snowblind Yeti, they also have a great comment. It is a very, very good point. I know I say fair point all the time. I'm switching to good point now because I don't want to be repetitive. Because there's absolutely no possible reason you'd want to drink an easy or a drink. You'd want an easy to drink, relatively flavorless beer. I love good beer more than most, and I haven't had a Bud Light in a very long time, but it's a great beer for partying, and it's needlessly elitist to say it never has its place. And that is fair. It's cheap, and you have enough of them. It will get you drunk. Um, Crosscheck Panda, which I love that username, says, Yeah, I say I'm a beer lover, not a beer snob. I drink a lot of high-end stuff, but if handed a Bud Light, I smile and say thank you. Free beer will always be my favorite kind of beer. You know what? Yeah. If someone's going to give me a free beer, if someone's just going to hand me a Bud Light, someone's going to hand me a Heineken, even a Miller Light, I'm not going to turn it down. A, that's rude, and two, it's beer. It's free beer, so why not? Um, somebody calls it construction beer. I love my craft beer. This is Gerard's Claw. I love my craft beer, but after a day working on the house or landscaping, nothing beats slacking. Slacking? I don't know that word. Uh, my thirst with cold, low-carbonated, low-flavor beer. I drank John Reddy for this purpose. Um, interesting. Robert Walker says, mate in, Aust- mate in Australia, that's a VB. Working hard all day doing sweaty hard work. A VB is fucking awesome. Drink one on a Saturday night out with your mates. And it's just a weird choice when you have so many awesome craft beers to choose from. You have to earn a VB for it to taste good. No word of a lie. We even named one of our cars after it. Holden VB Commodore. Actually, that's just a coincidence. That was for Dennis because he loves it. <sighs> I know Dennis loves the impressions. Um, although Laser Penguin has the same has a another good point. It's like twice the price of PBR or Rainier, but tastes the same. Tastes like the same piss water. I would say it's elitist to drink that garbage over any other cheaper, similar style American beer just because it's Budweiser. Ooh, Budweiser is kind of elitist you should drink pbr because it tastes the same but it's cheaper uh pbr and bud light somebody said oh, 802 wow you really went all out with your uh with your username on reddit dude pbr and bud light are far from similar beers you know what to be fair i drink a pbr before a bud light and PBR is cheaper. So, fuck you, 8002687250, unless you were trying to say PBR is better. I don't know. Um, bah, da, 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 da. Okay. So, let's see. Um, I, 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 I got to hit this BuzzFeed video. I have to. The cheap versus expensive wine taste test, because it will probably make me angry. Let's check this out. Armpit. Vague hints of feminism? Do we sound like idiots? Yellowtail Cabernet, 
Cabernet Sauvignon 2014. Like my parents. It smells like dinner with Henry's parents. It's a little smoky. Yeah, that's a good word for it. That's really poetic. A little smoky. This is close to like just grape juice, just Welch's. Yeah, I could really get drunk on this one. Just keep going. Yeah. It doesn't even taste like wine. Because this one is easier to go down, I feel like it's more expensive. Yeah, I'll say like 25 bucks on this one. Three. Wait, really? I would think an easier to go down beer would be the cheaper beer. God damn it. Wine, wine, wine. Not beer. Oof. Can you tell that I am drunk? Here at 7.42 p.m. in hour number two. Um, I don't know. I would think that the easier a wine is to drink, um, the less complex it is, the less... Uh, the more generic it tastes. I mean, they were saying it tastes like Welch's grape juice. I would think that would be a cheaper wine. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. Dollars. Walgreens wine. It's $11.99. $40. Yeah. Four dollars fifty cents. Oh, what? Oh, hey, Yellowtail, you're doing something right. Yellowtail, all day, every day. Okay, we have Chateau Ponte Canet. Wait, I'm sorry. Let me try this again. Chateau Ponte Canet Bordeaux, 1996 vintage. Ooh, yeah, that's different. That smells much more like wine. I don't like this one as much. This is not as fruity. Boo, boo these wines. They just, they really taste like something you'd pour on a cut. I would pay good money for this. I'm gonna go with $12. That was douchey glasses guy that I fucking hate. Let me give you a screen cap of this douche from right now. Uh, let's title this image douche. Ah, <sighs> fuck you, seeing sea cleaner. I do not want to save 1.1 gigabytes <coughs> of space at the moment. You know, I'm looking at this. This image could easily become a uh, a meme. Copy public link and ease of drinking is not a factor with wine. I don't know. I, I would think I would think with cheap wine it could be. Boone's Farm is very easy to drink. Um, I would think the more expensive wines are more complex and they may not necessarily mm, resonate with the average drinker. They may find them too harsh because there's too much going on. It's $35. That feels like a $6 TJ's wine. Actual retail price of this one, $150. Wow. I need to work for BuzzFeed so I can drink a glass of $150 wine. I would love that. <laughs> this is older than some people who work here. There's a lot cooler <laughs> things you can buy with $150. Oh, that's frightening. Wine. Oh, God. Oh, God. I graduated from high school in 1996. Ah! Probably a used Nintendo DS. When you know something's expensive, it tastes way better. Barefoot Chardonnay, 2014 vintage. Ooh, it smells sweeter. Maybe a little floral? Well, yeah, Maybe it's a Chardonnay. Like everybody makes up words when they're tasting wine. It's okay. I, I, I think she's attractive, so 
I retract the cunt comment. Mm -hmm. There's like very little bite to it. This one I can see myself spending a little bit more on. I would get a glass of this at like TGI Fridays. I think this is a Riesling that's $25. It's not a, oh, it's a Chardonnay. Oh, I'm not a wine expert. Come, oh, don't try and, don't try and act knowledgeable woman. You're making yourself look stupid. I mean, me, I do not like Chardonnays, so I would not be able to judge it very well, but still. 30, 40 bucks a bottle. I'm gonna say $12. Is it barefoot? <gasps> it's barefoot! Oh, snap! Chardonnay? I love barefoot. Why are you hating on all the cheap? Just because they're gonna come at a good price. This is why Okay, that, that chick was hating. fucking awesome. I knew it. Four fifty. And I'm it. not just saying that because she's tatted up. Uh, Papa Pietro Perry Pinot Noir. 2012 vintage. I love a good Pinot Noir. I'm very curious about this one. Hmm. Yeah, this is really good. This is Pinot Noir. Yes. Hello, friend. Oh my God. Me? Okay. Again, I don't know if they're telling them the style or whatnot. I get the feeling they're not because of that one chick that was saying the Chardonnay was a Riesling. Um, that one chick with the tats. Fuck. She's awesome. Very cool say that it's kind of sexy. And I think there's like a hint of both fruit and oak to them. Fruit and oak, fruit and oak. It's, only, it's always fruit and oak with you. Yeah, that's wine talk. I think it tastes like tree leaves. I'm gonna say it's $3. $30. $3? $30. You can barely even get a bottle of Boone's Farm Whoa. for that. $55 for the Papa Pietro Perry 2012 from Peter's Vineyard. I'm so fucking classy, you guys. She's oh, awesome. Because like she seems bitch. to know this shit. Say that when you're sitting here with purple hair. She is a classy hey. bitch with purple hair. I just really don't know wine. I drink it every day and obviously cannot tell one from the other. Because if just, just, just drink some wine with just spaghetti, you dumb idiot. If you like it, you like it. Garrett, we fucking nailed this test. Okay, you know what? That was from Douchebag with Glasses. And, Wow. I didn't think I was going to agree with him on anything, but he says, if you like it, you like it. Wow. Isn't that kind of what I say a lot of the time with beer? If you like it, you like it. Doesn't make it a fantastic beer. It doesn't make it an awful beer. But if you like it, you like it. You like what you like. Oh, douchebag with glasses. You're endearing yourself to me very slowly but you have to uh, compete with tattooed girl with purple hair and glasses. You nailed it. People think I'm all edgy, but I'm also classy as fuck. Sorry, can I take a step back? I don't think anybody has ever said classy as fuck has been classy. Classy as fuck a like is fucking classy. She is fucking classy as fuck. So goddamn. Um, holy shit! 749? Woo! Okay, uh, that was a late addition to things. So, maybe I will hold on to that for next week. And I didn't want to create a new folder for that, you son of a bitch! Okay. Uh, last article, because I do not have a huge amount 
of new releases and reveals for the week. So, let's see here. Uh, Scissors and Suds are salons breaking the law. This is from the Press Democrat. Uh, what uh, area is this out of? This is, I believe, out of California. Santa Rosa, California, no less. Uh, at the Barbary in Santa Rosa, Gerald Stein took swigs of a fat tire ale in a barber's chair while owner and stylist Heather Thorson trimmed the construction worker's gray hair. Stein, a regular, said the beer adds to his experience at the Cle- Cleveland Avenue shop. I was going to say, what, Cleveland? What? Fuck. Which offers haircuts, straight razor shaves, and other services in a setting that conjures sailing the high seas or hanging out. <laughs> wow, I'm boring myself. What the fuck? In a college dorm. It's nice and relaxing, Stein said last week at the shop. I get here a few minutes early for the good refreshment. The Barbary is among a vast number of barbershops and beauty salons in Sonoma County and across California that serve a glass of wine or beer to customers who drop in for a trim. The trouble is, the widespread practice is not allowed under the state's alcoholic beverage regulations. As of right now, it's illegal, said Tony Caracho, supervising agent in charge of the Santa Rosa District of the California Alcoholic Beverage Control. Yeah, that dude's a barrel of fucking laughs. Um... Southern California lawmaker wants to change things by adding the state's beauty salons and barbershops to the list of businesses that could serve beer and wine without obtaining a liquor license. Interesting thought. Um, owners of such establishments support the chain saying with legalized practice many said they thought was already allowed. <laughs> really? I mean, I know they serve coffee and tea at salons here in Jersey. If they served a beer, I would think, are you allowed to do this shit? Uh, owners of such establishments support the change, saying it would legalize the practice many said they thought was already allowed, but the bill is drawing fire from advocates of more stringent controls on alcohol. Okay, here we go. Michael Skippa, public affairs director for San Rafael-based Alcohol Justice and Industry Watchdog that supports restrictions on access to alcohol and price controls to reduce potential harm from consuming alcohol. We think that it's the reckless expansion of alcohol availability. <sighs> fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Under Assembly Bill 1322, authored by Tom Daly, Democrat of Anaheim, barbershops and beauty salons would be added to the list of California businesses that don't need a license in order to provide alcohol to guests at no charge. Currently, that privilege is bestowed only to California's hot air balloon operators and limousine companies. Hot air balloon operators. Interesting thought. The establishments would be limited to a single 12-ounce beer or 6-ounce pour of wine. They could not charge for the alcohol nor serve it after 10 p.m. What salon is going to be open after 10 p.m.? Daily last week declined comment on his bill through his staff. Uh... Thorson said she researched the state's alcoholic beverage regulations prior to opening the Barbary in 2012 to determine whether the rules prevented her from serving beer and wine to her customers. She determined the rules did not. What insurance company would insure me if I was doing something illegal, Thorson said. Sean McCullough, 
owner of the barbershop on Montgomery Drive said he's been serving beer to his customers for years with no complaints. We just look at it as giving our friends a beer, he said. Uh, the section of the law pertaining to serving alcohol without license states that it can only be done when all the following prevail, when no sales transaction takes place, when the premises are not open to the public at the time alcoholic beverages are served or consumed, and when premises are not maintained for the purpose of keeping, selling, or consuming alcohol. Uh, da, da, da. Uh, th- 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 still can be considered to be public and stress all three of the criteria must be met for an alcohol license to be waived. Blah, 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 blah. I honestly just think it's a lack of education. They don't understand how it works. I mean, I think it's a cool concept. I, I like where I go to get my hair cut. It is a salon. It's not, you know, a... um. What, what what the fuck are the the hip haircut places where all the kids go now? Um, pro cutters or whatever. Uh, I I go to a salon out here uh, near where I used to live. Um, I like where I get my haircut. Uh, they're cool. They don't converse with you too much, just enough. I'd like it even more with the beer. I think California is fucking awesome having salons that will do this. Um, I mean, reading the article, serving alcohol without a license is a misdemeanor crime punishable by a $1,000 fine up to a year in county jail. Uh, fuck. Pass the law to make this legal. Pass the fucking law. God damn it. I think that's a very cool idea. The more places we can drink in, the better. Um uh, I guess with that, I should probably kick into the new releases and reveals for the week. I see J5 is in the chat. Waiting for me to leave. First one we got here, Stone Ruination Double IPA 2.0 emerges. As you know, if you've listened to the show, Ruination IPA was retired by Stone to make way for a new recipe. New techniques in making the beer, uh, hop bursting, focuses on getting the aroma out of the hops without adding extra bitterness. It'll feature Centennial, Citrus, Simcoe, and Azaka hops. Available now in 12-ounce bottles, 22-ounce bottles, and on draft, it is 8.5% ABV. Uh, What do we got next? We have... Oh, another one from Stone. Uh, We have Stone Pale Ale 2.0. Yes, another 2.0. So they retired the regular Stone Pale Ale and re-released it with Stone Pale Ale 2.0. Magnum, Hercules, and Mandarina Bavaria hops. Uh, The aroma is supposed to tout a fruity hop blend. The taste has spicy, fruity flavors. 12-ounce bottles and on draft, officially out as of yesterday. 6% ABV. Then a few that I actually... uh, Picked up just before the show because there there were not a lot of new releases and reveals for the week that I found here. This is another one from Stone. This is Stone Bourbon Barrel Aged Arrogant Bastard. Uh, Officially released in six packs starting uh, yesterday, in fact. It's their American Strong Ale. It spent months in Kentucky bourbon barrels prior to bottling. 
It is being billed as ultra limited, so you can look for 12-ounce bottles, six-packs across all the breweries markets starting April 27th. You may have to search a little bit to find them, though. Um, some accounts may break up the six-packs, sell by the bottle to ensure more people get a taste. Uh, I actually... They don't list the ABV on this one, so it is a uh, it is a mystery on that one. Don't know that one. Odell Brum Beer Blackberry Goza. I uh, I love I love a good Goza, and I love the fact that uh, we're seeing more variations of Goza popping up. Brum Beer, which loosely translates to blackberry in German. It starts as a sour wheat ale, and it's complemented by fresh blackberries. It's going to be available in 12-ounce bottles. Um, I don't believe... I don't I don't think I get Odell out here. Yeah, I don't. I don't, because uh, they're the ones that uh, have that uh, Lugene milk stout. So maybe, maybe White-Ass Brent will send me a bottle of this. That'd be awesome if he did. It's going to be available in 12-ounce bottles. 4.8% uh, ABV. It's a seasonal release. But the actual release date is still to be determined. Last one I got here. This is Sun King Afternoon Delight. This is a very, very, very local kind of thing. So if you're in the Indianapolis area, this is one you'll want to seek out. It is a barrel-aged Doppelbach in a can with a twist-off cap, no less. Um, they're sold in two packs or $22.50 a piece. Part of Sun King's... Uh, Sun King's... King's Reserve Series, the Doppelbach, but bourbon barrel age, 16-ounce cans. The release is going to be on April 30th, 8% ABV, 23 IBUs. So if you're in the Indianapolis area, uh, Sun King Brewery is at 135 North College Avenue in Indianapolis, sunkingbrewery.com. Check that out. And with that, I'm out for the week. Um, let's see. Wow. I did not have my exit bed uh, go on nearly long enough, so I'm just going to kick it back in again. Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash alcohol by volume. I am on Twitter at Odysseus, E-D-I-C-I-U-S, at ABV underscore podcast on untapped as alcohol by volume, all one word. Coming up next, he's already in the chat. You know him. You love him. He is not presently rioting and burning down buildings in Baltimore. And for that reason, we love him even more. J5 with my time now, followed by Dutch and Royce that are going to have some fantastic photos from the MLR Live 3 event this past weekend. So make sure you check that out, morelikeradio.com slash live. I will be back next week. Everybody, have a good week. Enjoy yourselves and Drink heartily and safely and tastily. I'll see you.